Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. And today, I am joined with a very special friend of mine that we're going to talk about this special animated pilot episode that's been circulating on the interwebs called Has Been Hotel, created by an independent animator of some sort. But before we get more into that, let me introduce my guest here. It's Levi Craig. How you doing, Levi? Doing pretty good, dude. Thanks for having me on. So why don't you let the folks know, what's your background? Well, I'm a traditional watercolor artist. I've got a little bit of background creating a lot of fan art stuff. I go around the Comic-Con scenes selling my work and trying to create fireworks and imagery and make cool stuff. And that's how I stumbled upon this pilot episode of the Has-Been Hotel because it's super popular right now. And I fell in love with it immediately. And I'm looking forward to making a cool picture or painting or two of it. And I'm also looking forward to that because I've been checking out your art for quite some time now and you make some really cool pop art. Yeah, I really uh, feel really passionate about creating stuff that invigorates or inspires people with energy. And it's a ton of fun for me to go with a traditional watercolor base to reimagine some of these animated characters or pop culture characters. Which seems really fitting that you like this show, which is the Has Been Hotel. Oh, absolutely. It's pre- it's a really refreshing a uh, new kind of anime, uh, not really anime, but like an animated video that I've just really fallen in love with. It's kind of like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends meets like Invader Zim or something like that. And I love dark humor, which is, this is like that entirely. It's like 110% of all that. And I always like checking out new stuff that are going on, like not so much on the mainstream, but like circulating on the internet, up and coming animators, all kinds of stuff like that. I like to see what they're up to. But what exactly are we talking about here? If you lived under a rock and you don't know much about it, well, has been Hotel is a series that focuses on Charlie, the princess of hell, and her quest to open a hotel for rehabilitating demons. Hell suffers from overpopulation, and heaven solves the problem by routinely exterminating demons yearly. Charlie, who has grown up in hell, wants to find an alternative solution to the mass slaughters, so she decides to open a happy hotel which aims at teaching demons and sinners to be better people. There's a substantial resistance, though, and Charlie and her friends must work together to keep the hotel running. So, Levi, I would like to give the floor to you, since you've been very passionate about it. This film has been, like, something that I've been really enjoying the last couple days. It came out about two and a half weeks ago, but... I really enjoy kind of re-watching it. It's, I like their take on it because there's a lot of, as a starting off animator, it seems like, like this team wanted to kind of touch on where animation has been and then try and do their own re- reimagination of it. Because you start off with your traditional, you know, princess song. I mean, that's very Disney-esque. I mean, almost every key animation uh, references like Snow White and the Seven Doors, and it starts off kind of touching onto that princess singing a song about her circumstances and her plight and whatnot. And I really love the lead actress in it because she does a fantastic job doing the vocals on it. And obviously, if you watch it, you'll see how immediately they uh, throw a lot of swear words in there. So you know, wait a minute, this isn't for kids. This is an adult animated show, which is kind of very refreshing because not very many animated shows like this are created for adults. I mean, we've got our typical satire films like BoJack Horseman or Family Guy or The Simpsons, which is kind of limited animation, uh, not necessarily trying to tell a story as it is just throw down a lot of comedy bits. And this one's got a very elaborate story. It's got levels, it's got character development, and a really captivating idea of, uh, like you just said in that, as far as the the synopsis of the, the film is just like, they've got this idea of like, okay, if 
you were in hell and if if this was a story about uh, you know trying to rehabilitate demons which is kind of a or almost i mean i i can't think of anything myself that really i can compare it to which is why i think i love it so much because it seems so original for this day and age where it seems like everything has been done yeah i think you bring up a lot of good points there um i definitely feel like there was a lot of passion behind the production of this series that the creator, uh, I might be butchering her name. I do apologize. Her name is Vivian Madrano and looks like she helmed the entire project. So yes, I definitely agree with you on that angle that there's definitely a lot of that passion and like approach to creating like an adult animated show. But unfortunately, and my friend kind of warned me about this, uh, Hasbin Hotel is doing really popular amongst the internet these days. Extremely. And unfortunately, I've kind of given myself the title, the minority in the minority. So um, I might not be quite on top of the hype as many other people might be. For sure. I know. I, I, I feel kind of bad about this, but I don't want to say harsh things too much. That's all good. Personally, in my opinion, I thought that the pilot itself had too much going on. Like the way I described it to my friend is I felt like the entire pilot was nothing but noise, both visually and audibly. Not really. Yes, because we had interesting conversations before where when it comes to televised animation, yes, they are usually limited. They have a budget. They can only go so far. The animation talent in this short is clearly there. However, in my eye, I feel like they try to put way too much movement in what could have been way more subtle acting for a lot of these characters. And while I love the energy behind it, I kind of don't really like the designs of many of the characters. I feel like they're a bit too busy and kind of distracting in many aspects. Like, I do like the lead character's design. I think it's very simple and to the point. She stands out to the rest. However, even when it comes to, like, some of the other background characters, it's like there's just so much going on. Like, I watched this on my TV and I had trouble distinguishing the characters from the environment sometimes because there's just so much palette going on and there's so much movement as well. It actually kind of reminds me, and this might be strange, Levi, but I remember watching the DuckTales series on Disney XD. And in, in the first season, the animation has been pretty consistent with itself, like television animation that's pretty traditional, but not like fluid or squash and stretch like. But there was this one episode where one of the nephews were kind of like in an emotional spot where the other uh, brothers didn't know what one of them was doing. And they really gave the animator room to really act out the scene. And you could see that professional level of animation in this one shot. And I thought, wow, that was great. I didn't expect to see so much fluid movements and energy in that one particular emotional scene. And I loved it. Yeah, there's a lot of high production value. And then as the season went on, we had another moment like that where it kind of felt forced. Like I could tell that's the same animator that animated a couple episodes ago. And it just didn't work because like everything else was pretty standard. And then all of a sudden, this other scene, which was not an emotional scene, it was just another like setup of a gag. It had that same energy. I was like, eh, this doesn't really fit the overall feel of the story. But as the series goes on, it starts to kind of blend it together. I kind of felt like the show was the second ducktail use of that. Interesting. I don't, to a point, it just started to give me a headache. And unfortunately, the other funny negative thing is I couldn't quite understand what they were saying sometimes. 
especially doing the singing. But but that's just me personally. I'm really bad at hearing songs the first time because I tend to focus on the visuals, but I miss the dialogue or the story narrative progression through the lyrics, which was actually kind of funny because I put on closed caption on YouTube to try to like catch what they were saying while I was looking at the visuals. But as soon as that song, I think it was the scene where Charlie was pitching her hotel idea at the broadcast station. Well, I love that shot. No, it was a really good shot. But as she started to sing and like, it really got bombastic. The closed caption on YouTube just said, screw it. We don't know what she's saying anymore. Uh, parentheses music. And I was like, well, I have no idea what the hell she's talking about now. So, okay. Yeah. The beginning of the pilot did have, like you said, like a lot of ups and downs, like that first song that you kind of start off with, she's singing, and then it kind of has like a low point, but then you're introduced to uh, sugar angel or angel sugar. And then it just picks up way energy. And then it goes right over to that interview where you're talking about where she's talking to the newscaster, but it kind of lingers. I don't know if the flow was really all the way there, but I think your first criticism is right on the money. Uh, it's definitely got a very uh, ADD kind of storytelling base where it's like shot then shot and shot. You've got these split second camera angles and shots going on all over the place where it's like, whoa, this is very, very busy. And I kind of feel like a lot of that had to do with impact. They had a lot of things they wanted to communicate across to the viewers because they really wanted to show you something new, something that was uh, pushing traditional animation, pushing, um, you know, high style, something coming from, um, a very uh, grassroots kind of beginning. And uh, I think, think in that regard, it is a good and a bad thing. I, I do appreciate like your opinion on that because it did feel overly busy. You mean, it was, there was a lot of things where I had to pause YouTube to be like, what's that going on in the background? There's a lot of like, when the microphone demon or the radio demon comes on, there's a lot of subtle things that go on in the background that, I mean, it's so, it goes so quickly that you'll miss half of the context. And in that regard, it could be a good and a bad thing. To me, I still feel like it's a little bit of a good thing because you're going to have the fan base, which is already exploded, diving into each and every frame. Because in every frame, there's going to be a little Easter egg of some sort that's queuing into the whole story of this elaborate world that they're creating. And that part, I fall in love with. But I do, uh, once again, think that's a really good shout out to the problem with it. It's very, very, very busy. Which is kind of funny when that came up See, like right now, I'm kind of like relearning animation in terms of 3D. And my instructor recently told me that one of the biggest issues that a lot of young animators do is they have a tendency to try to keep things constantly moving. And that subtlety in acting is a very key, essential part to conveying a character's arc. And I really feel like that, and, and this is a really weird comparison, and depending on your opinion on this movie or not, the way I kind of describe this to my friend is I feel like this is the Angry Birds movie of <laughs> traditional cartoon anime. And here's why I say that. So hear me out. When I first saw the Angry Birds movie, I actually kind of enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, I know that the movie was made completely in-house with Rovio Studio, and looking at like the behind the scenes and all that, like a lot of it was done within team and they were very passionate and trying to create a fun Angry Birds themed world. Like they tried to put like subtlety in everything in the background, in the designs of the characters and all that. But they were clearly an inexperienced storytelling studio. But you could see the passion in there. Like to me, it felt like a 
like a talented student at a college art program given like $50 million, they make like amateurish mistakes, but you can see that they really care about the craft. And to me, Has Been Hotel kind of feels that way where you have a young creator. She has a lot of talent behind her. She knows a lot of people, uh, artists and musicians, but lacks that engrossing fundamental practice of making a cohesive episodical story. And I believe she will grow and that will definitely grow with the fan base. It's just right now for someone like me, and I know it's like kind of going against the consumerism type thing. I get that. But unfortunately, I'm a very simple guy where it's like, oh, just give me a decent story and good animation and I should be able to follow. But personally, like... And I think I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, Levi. I think I will. But personally, I feel like I feel like the use of swearing, it felt very juvenile to me. Like if you took out a lot of the uses of the F-bombs and like the sexual innuendos and stuff like that, it could still work as like a Cartoon Network or a Nickelodeon show. Like the whole premise itself, that's the thing. Like personally, I don't feel like this story can only be bottlenecked to adults. Like, I feel like young teens or, well, not young kids per se, but I definitely feel like this could appeal to a more general audience and that the fact that they use swear words, it just feels like a tool to say, oh, look at us. We're very adult. We're crass. We're rude. Check it out. But it doesn't really run with those ideas. Not right now, at least. And No, that's a very fair point. I mean, I think that uh, criticism-wise, it definitely abandons your typical animated film format. You you know, traditionally, you have a studio, and they want to make something that will go onto a network. And then your, your main idea, your main purpose is to then make money off of advertisements and all that. But this this is something that is not going to go onto your traditional formats. Cartoon Network can't pick this up. The only thing I think of is like Adult Swim because of all these swear words. I will challenge you a little bit. I feel like if this had like a little bit more focus and that they commit more to the adult theming but actually serve the story, I could actually personally see this on Netflix because I've seen some adult shit oh, on Netflix and, and I've seen things that are way more crasp and rude than this. And like I said, um, my negativity might sound harsh, but I see potential here. Oh, huge potential. Like, I think that this is your negative criticism is going to be a very positive thing. Like the whole thing about this swearing is going to be, it's, a, it's almost like a milestone in my opinion in animation, which is quite a grandiose statement, I know. But because it abandons that traditional base, I mean, it's like South Park. South Park broke so many rules back in the day. Celebrity Deathmatch broke so many rules. And these are like things that just like stand out in the animation world. This is going to be just like that, where it just completely abandons, you know, the children fan base. And it's going, I mean, it's already exploded. It's going, it's already a huge success and it's going to be a huge success. And they don't, I mean, they've, they've broken a lot of rules. And it's just going to be picked up by Netflix probably, or it's going to be a YouTube channel and they'll just keep it all in-house. But either way, it's already a huge success. And that's where I'm just like blown away because it's such a refreshing take on the medium. You have all these animated shows that try to lift off and this one's exploding off. You know, they're taking off 
often leaving everything behind. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if I see this video in the next week or so reach 20 million views because it's, I mean, it seems like it's steamrolling to that pace already. Now, I know I went straight into my cons before, but I will say one thing that did kind of nudge it in a positive way for me is it has the voice of Will Stamper as Sir Potentious. Oh, what's his name? The, the snake guy in the blimp? I'm not so familiar with that dude, but he was he did a fantastic job. Yeah, he's like one of my favorite internet voice actor guys. Like I mostly know him through Battle Block Theater where he played Hattie and just hearing him ramble on with like the random ass jokes. It, I mean, it always delights me when I hear his voice in anything. What'd you think of the radio demon? I think that voice in there was just phenomenal. It was so cool to hear them kind of do this weird staticky voice. Yeah, I think that kind of ties into one of my last cons that I could think of is I like the idea behind the radio demon and I didn't quite expect him to sound like a radio. I just thought that was like an audio issue at first. But my problem with that scene is I kind of felt like the pacing was a little bit all over the place. I kind of found myself, and again, this probably ties more into like the overload of the animation and the visuals, but I kind of got tired a lot of the times where it's like, okay, I get the dialogue exchange of how we're supposed to progress the story. But when the radio demon was introduced, I kind of felt like that entire scene dragged on a little too long in my book. What? I love that scene. I wish there was more of it. Oh, man. Yeah, he was like my favorite, one of my favorite parts by far. I was just like, this is so cool. I mean, it's really embracing that whole demon overlord kind of element. And don't get me wrong, like I like the <laughs> idea behind him and his little backstory. It's just getting from point A to point B. I felt like it lingered a bit too much. So like the scene where uh, Charlie's friend is talking to Angel Dust, uh, kind of giving a bit of the backstory and all that before we actually got to like, the supposed origin of the radio demon, just some of the dialogue exchange kind of like lingered a tad bit too long for me. And then after we got radio demon to agree to invest in the uh, has been hotel, we introduced some cat demon. Uh, I don't quite remember his name. Oh, yeah, there's so many characters. And ultimately, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like, it's, it's kind of hard for me to really critique this properly because, like I said, the visuals just overwhelm me super early. Yeah, it seems like it's just not up your alley. It, honestly, it's, it's not. And I like the idea, but personally, just for me, and if you guys out there love it, great. I'm really happy for you. I want to see more success from independent projects like this. But for someone like me, it's just a little too noisy for my old dying age. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of people who will feel a little bit disenfranchised or just not really in it. Because like you say, it's a very uh, ADD kind of style. And for like the Invader Zim lovers, for like uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friend lovers who are now adults, they're going to they're gonna fall in love with it. But it's definitely not for everyone. It's definitely a little bit on the immature side. But I mean, for uh, for like my scene where I go to all these Comic Cons every weekend, all those people, they're going to love it. And uh, I mean, this is kind of like one of those things that's just like, oh, we respectfully disagree. And that's a good, that's a cool thing because that's a, I mean, everyone's going to have their own tastes. And I really feel strongly, passionately, that this is going to hit at the top of the charts very quick, very fast. And I think anyone should like jump onto this train, anyone who's trying to get likes or views or anything, because it's going to be the next hot item. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's part of the main reason why I wanted to start my own podcast uh, discussion and review channel. It's like, I want to talk to people just like you, Levi. Like, I want to get 
different perspectives on certain parts of the entertainment medium just to like get your own perspective because I love hearing that stuff. And yes, yeah, totally. again, I admit I'm the minority in the minority. <laughs> I like what I like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone's got their own taste. And I really appreciate you having me on and giving, giving uh, me a platform to kind of voice out my love for it too because it's been something I've been ranting about for the last couple of weeks. So I'm really glad to be able to like a, a little bit more of a formal format and just be all like, all right, this is why I like this. <laughs> no, absolutely. And and I think that's where the fun of discussing animation comes into play. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, because everyone can nerd out and fan out and just put raise their flag as high as they can and be like, I love this thing. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have been under a rock like much I was, uh, I will have a link to the pilot episode on YouTube in the description below so you could check it out for yourself. Uh, Levi, I want to thank you so much for joining me remotely, at least, to talk about this independent animation palooza absolutely dude i really appreciate you having me on so why don't you let the fine folks know where can people find you and check out some of your own work and channel yeah so like my channel name is watercolor chaos i do a lot of speed paint videos for anyone who's interested in learning some watercolor uh, styles i just basically talk about my process and how it all works out you can also find me on facebook levi craig arts and on instagram levi craig 75 uh, please check me out give a like and a share and we'll be sure to have the links to all that in the description below. Awesome. Thanks again, Matt. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And hey, folks, we want to know your opinion because you just heard ours. Let us know in the comment section below. Did you like Has Been Hotel? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. And you guys know the deal. Be sure to support me directly on Patreon if you can at patreon.com forward slash Matt Seller. As low as a dollar a month will help go towards my podcast channel, art, animation, content made just for you. Be sure to like, subscribe, do all that. This is Matt Sulla. And Levi Craig. And we want to thank you all for tuning in. Oh, yeah.